So SneakerCon happens this weekend at the Intercare Center. Pretty fun event. Absolutely a unique event where people can bring their own sneakers, buy sneakers, trade sneakers, get their sneakers evaluated for authenticity. The shoes people wear has become a real industry, and it's become like collecting stamps or baseball or hockey cards. It's changed a lot from just something you put on your feet. So we discussed that with one of the originators of SneakerCon heading into its 13th year on Toronto Today. Well, it's a big event this weekend. I know we say this all the time on Toronto Today. There's always a big event on. But you know what? School comes back, Labor Day's in, and you wonder, when are the weekend events going to wane a little bit? Well, not this weekend. If you like your shoes, and many do, you'll be at SneakerCon this weekend on either Saturday or Sunday. It's at the Intercare Center, so right off Exhibition, where you'd go to BMO Field, where you were at the CNE a few weeks ago. And we're very pleased to welcome on Will DeBoard, uh, who's the project manager at SneakerCon Digital. Will, it's great to have you on Toronto today. We're really excited about this weekend. Um, and we've heard from listeners already who have got their tickets. So this is a good sign. Yeah, thanks for having me on. We're really excited to be back in Toronto. It's been quite a while on a journey to get back here. But, you know, we're getting a ton of great energy uh, from the community. And, yeah, we're just super hyped for this weekend. Well, I think even Toronto, um, Canada in general, we were a little more hesitant to get things going. If I asked you in January, February, you probably got to map out your year and your tour and where you're going to be, where you were kind of looking, going even February, March. Well, and you're like, I'm not sure. But luckily, you know, the sky is cleared and, and we're good this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Well, we actually did do a Vancouver event uh, mm -hmm. earlier in the year and that that turned out well. Um, so we, you know, we were able to lock in a date for Toronto and, you know, uh, that was kind of testing the waters to see how Canada was, you know, uh, reacting to public events. And it mm -hmm. turned out really well. We got a great turnout and, uh, you know, we, that's what we're expecting in Toronto. Well, Blue Jays are home this weekend. So I think you're going to get a lot of people wandering over after the Blue Jays play uh, Baltimore and probably before on Saturday and Sunday. So the timing is good. Let me ask you, what, what was the very first sneaker con when was it where was it and i can only imagine how it's evolved into a much much bigger thing where was the very first one for you oh yeah so it was 13 years ago actually in 2009 it was new york city where we're all from mm -hmm. uh, we started it there uh at the time we were reselling sneakers uh the founders uh met uh Two of the founders were reselling sneakers and one of the founders is yuming wu from sneakernews.com um, they met just talking kicks, talking shop, and they said, let's do something together. And the idea to create an event for sneakerheads and like-minded uh, fashionistas to come together and be able to have access to this inventory that was super limited um, and, and very difficult to attain. And also to have a place where the you know people could come and access all of the different shoes that they're so passionate about in one under one roof. And it started off with just 20 vendors. It was actually really difficult to even get uh, collectors to bring their collections to the event. Um, it was just wasn't something that people were used to doing. It wasn't uh, a business model or, you know, something that just was, was, you know, uh, uh, a proven model that mm -hmm. they could say, okay, I'm going to go and, and offload 50% of my inventory. You know, there was just never, never anything like that. So we had to like really push guys and convince them to come out and even gave away free tables. And lo and behold, you know, it was a great, great concept. We got, mm -hmm. had over a thousand people come out to the, the first New York show 
And then from there, we started exploring other cities, Washington, D.C., Miami, Chicago, L.A. And, you know, uh, 13 years later, we've hit seven different countries, three cities in Canada alone. Um, and, yeah, we're, we're back to it, man. We hadn't taken a break um, for probably around uh, 12, 11 years until COVID. You know, it well, kind of forced us to really put a pause on things. Well, I'm thrilled to see it grow like that. And, and I, you know, I think about it when... Um, I'm a kid born in the seventies. I was an eighties kid. And I think by the mid eighties, uh, late eighties, early nineties, when I'm in high school, that's when sneakers started getting really influential. You, you wanted Absolutely. a sneaker that you saw somebody wear in a music video, run DMC, right? There's a, yep. my yep. Adidas, like that gives it away right there. Or Absolutely. John McEnroe starts wearing those amazingly cool gray cross trainers play. So you cared who your favorite tennis player was wearing. Then eventually golf, soccer, so it it kind of really has grown. I, you know, 30 years ago, you just, you know, shoes were shoes. But that changed a lot in the 80s going into the 90s with the inf people were influencers before we called them influencers. Right. Yep. Absolutely. No. Yeah. And it, and it obviously started as a performance product, as all shoes. Right. We have dress mm -hmm. shoes and athletic shoes. Um, you know, the brand started really defining athletic shoes per sport in the I would say in the early 70s late sixties, you know, with tennis, ten, specific tennis shoes, specific golf shoes. Um, and then obviously basketball um, mm. was a huge, huge thing with like the Chuck Taylors and the Puma Clydes and all those. Um, but in the eighties, you know, that's when marketing came into play. That's when Nike, you know, started, uh, brought Jordan on and, and, you know, uh, uh, had, had players in tennis like Andre Agassi coming up and, you know, Bo Jackson playing football and baseball. And, and those athletes really were became the first influencers because obviously they had the big ad dollars. And then now it's evolved, right? Now you have, you know, hip-hop stars um, like Travis Scott and Drake mm -hmm. that, you know, get, get to design shoes and, and create their own models. And, you know, there's so many different reasons people buy shoes now. It's not just to play a sport. It's to, you know, be fashionable or to resell them, right, as a business or just to collect them and never put them on their feet. Um, so there's just so many different reasons people like sneakers. Um, some people just like having them because they have a certain story to it, right? My older brother had those back when he used to mm -hmm. play basketball and now they, they retroed them and now I can have them. So it's just so many things. And that's what makes it fun, you know, meeting different people from different places and finding out the reasons that they're so tied to certain shoes. Will DeBoard is the manager, managing director of SneakerCon, and you can be there this weekend, uh, September 17th and 18th. So it's Saturday, Sunday this weekend at Air Entercare Center uh, off the uh, exhibition Go Train stop. Um, and I think you hit on something there, like like Chuck Taylor or Stan Smith. They used to get shoes named after them, but there came a time when companies started going to athletes and saying, what do you want? We wanted to not design this with you. It probably, you know, the, the Michael Jordans really probably kicked the wall down for that kind of stuff, but it is so frequent now to the point where, you know, players haven't played a game in the NBA or players are just stepping onto a pro tennis court and someone's saying, you're a hot commodity. You were great in college. We, we want you to help us pick your shoe as opposed to just stamping your name on it. Yep. Yep. Because, well, that's the thing is that, you know, the athletes from back then, they just, they weren't looked at as fashion figures. They weren't looked at as, you know, uh, stylish people. They were always wearing athletic wear, right? And athletic wear wasn't looked at as fashionable. 
But, you know, Nike, uh, especially Nike and Adidas sportswear from the 90s is now like the cool thing. You know, you throw on a, a Nike track jacket from the 80s or 90s and now you're stylish. Um, and then all these new streetwear brands are essentially remaking a lot of those pieces in with different materials and, and creating the fashion of today. You know, with like Kanye West, a lot of his influence is from that era. You know, the overly baggy, you know, hoodies and sweats and, and jackets. That's all that era um, when you had, you know, guys who were six, six foot six, you know, wearing these huge pieces that the brands didn't even know how to cut for them. Because yeah. there weren't any any normal people out there, no normal consumers that were of that size. Um, so it really inspired today's fashion and it continues evolving. You know, there's new designers, new influencers that bring their own flavor to it and change it just slightly to make it something new and something desirable. Some of the stuff coming back, it's too late for me. Like that, those those starter NFL jackets, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. But I, th- that wasn't a good first date look. Well, in, in, in 1991, I'm just, it, it, you know, it was not a winner to wear a Miami Dolphins starter jacket or yeah, Minnesota yeah. on a first date. So I'm glad, you know, I'm glad people are collecting them now. And, and you make the great point. That's probably what, what a lot of our listeners are asking right now. Can people bring their own shoes to this? And they can, quite obviously. Absolutely. They can get them there. They can, you, you, you'll look at them, evaluate them, and people can trade them with other collectors. Absolutely. Uh, with, a, with a regular general admission ticket, you can bring in as many shoes as you can hand carry. Mm-hmm. So if you have two big duffel bags and can bring 10, 12 pairs of shoes to try and flip and trade, um, you know, we welcome it. It just, it just brings more for people to see um, and it brings more to the economy of the marketplace. I bet one of the cool things is seeing parents come with their kids because there'd be people like me with teenage sons who uh, if I try and buy my kids shoes, you can imagine what a mistake that is. They're not going to think what, what, and the same as my dad in 1987. I'm like, no, nah, dad, that, I'm not wearing that to high school on, on Monday. So that's the cool thing also is dad can probably go off on his own, find the retro gear that he likes or mom likes, and your kids are there checking out a whole bunch of new stuff that's influential. Absolutely. You know, we always laugh uh, internally and, and call them sneaker con moms and sneaker con dads because, <laughs> you know, like soccer moms and hockey moms and dads, you know, like it really is like that. You have people driving from two, three hours away to come to the show wherever we're having it. And, you know, sometimes all the parents in the neighborhood can't bring all the kids. So you'll have, you know, a mom or a dad and they carpool a bunch of kids to our event and just kind of mm. unleash them in the marketplace and let them have a really fun time, you know, being entrepreneurs and doing business at a really young age. It's, it's really a positive environment. Um, that, and that's what we try to instill is just that entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, we all grew up like that in New York, kind of in the hustle and tussle. Um, and we've, we've been able to kind of take that culture and, and sprinkle it everywhere we go and, and create a really fun, exciting energy. Well, it's this weekend, Saturday, Sunday, 12 o'clock to 7 o'clock uh, at Entercare Center. You can go to sneakercon.com and find out more about it. I, you, one more thing I think of when you mentioned that. You were pretty lucky to be in New York. I mean, that's the North American fashion center. Um, and and may, my, some would say, you know, if we take London, Paris, a couple other cities out of the mix, the center of the world. So you could get stuff as a kid. I would guess the whole online world has really opened things up because – there'd be kids in smaller towns that you'd have to go to New York or Chicago or get it via mail order. And it would take eight, nine weeks to get like before the internet, before you could do all this. The first time I went to England or New York city, it was, I can't believe I can get this. And then this is going to look really cool to 
the friends that live in a city of 200,000 people with you. Like, like it's, it's changed so much now. Everybody can get everything all the time and now. Absolutely. I mean, social media primarily and the online marketplaces that allow you to buy and sell your shoes. Uh, eBay, of course, was the pioneer. Uh, and they're our title sponsor for the event. They'll be on site doing mm -hmm. a bunch of cool stuff and especially authenticating shoes. Um, which is something that has to happen because counterfeits are such a big part of the market. Kind of the black market is, is the counterfeit game and eBay's on site, you know, authenticating shoes for free. So you can bring your collection too, even if you don't want to trade it or sell it. If you bought something online and you don't know, you're not too sure if it's, if it's authentic or not, you can bring it to the event and have it authenticated. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, social media, the online marketplaces, e-commerce in general, the web, made it possible, like you said, for the small market niche, you know, a uh, rural town kid to really be up on the new fashion, to be up on, you know, mm -hmm. follow an influencer that lives in LA or New York that's out there at the stores and, and then be able to go online and shop for that same stuff. So it's, it's, it's very different than back in the day when you were reading, you know, Slam Magazine and you were seeing the athletes wearing certain shoes, but you couldn't, you couldn't get them even if you had the money. You know, but now it, the access has opened up and we really saw that shift through our events around uh, 2014 to 2015. Yeah. Uh, social media really, really brought out an entirely new consumer for us, which was the more rural and suburban consumer because we were doing it in city centers, you know, Chicago, New York, uh, Washington, D.C., L.A. And it, those years, we really start our marketing started to hit a much wider uh, a geographical region in every one of those cities. And we started to have those soccer moms, those soccer dads, yeah. carpooling kids to our events. And it really grew the culture exponentially. I think this weekend's going to be a blast. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on, talking about it. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, pimp the event as much as I can. And, and in years to come, because I just think it's such a great meeting place. And, and it's something, I think it's something we all have in common. We can agree on this, disagree on that. Everybody loves a great pair of shoes. Everybody's got a favorite pair of shoes Absolutely. that they wore out or they, they're looking for again because it was so cool when they wore it when they were younger. I hope the event goes amazing. Thanks for coming on our show and, and sharing it with our audience. Oh, no, I really appreciate it. And just one last thought, you know, a lot of people think, hey, I don't really care for these tennis shoes. I don't really, you know, that's a kid thing. But, you know, it's really come one, come all. There's no age limit. Mm -hmm. There's 12-year-old kids out there. There's, there's you know, 50-year-olds out there. Um, there's, there's, you know, there's no gender. There's no ethnicity. It's it's all about the shoes. Whatever shoes you have on feet, you know, come come by and check it out. And it's really about that entrepreneurial energy seeing people doing business and hustling, it really motivates you yourself. Like you'll go back home that day and say, Hey, I got to get out there and do something more, right? Like it's just really motivational and inspiring. Uh, and we welcome everyone to come check it out. And they will no doubt about it this weekend. Will, thanks so much for the time. I greatly appreciate it. Greg, really appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much. See you guys this weekend.